Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast, man, where we find dope people that did dope stuff. Long awaited interview. This is one oh. that I've been I've been looking forward to for a long time. We got Mr. Ian Dunlap here, the master yeah. investor. What's happening? I appreciate you. How you feeling, man? I'm blessed. It's an honor to be here, man. I'm no. proud of you. Studio beautiful. Thank you. Whole team amazing. I love Thank that you. shirt too. Pay me equity. <laughs> Big vibes. <laughs> Pay me right. equity. Well, man, yo, so the master investor. Mm-hmm. When did you create that tag? 2018. Um, if we're being honest, like my name is born. Shout out to my mom. Mm-hmm. She wants to give me like a good name so I can get a job. Right. <laughs> right? But um, from Ian a brand Dunlap is, it's, 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 it's really corporate outfit. You know what I mean? Real vanilla. So <laughs> I was playing with a few ideas, went through like a few iterations on Instagram and I'm like, I need one that's going to stick out and I need half of the audience to be upset about it and the other half to love it. And just watching shows, you know, we talk about this amazing wall you got up here, but um, I was watching Master Chef. Mm-hmm. And I was like, interesting. And I'm like, I tested it and I put Master Investor and instantly my page was like, who do you think you are? Really? And I was like, yes. Because th- think about it. <laughs> when you think about investing, you normally think older, middle-aged, white man, definitely no one black, definitely no one that speaks like how I do. Yeah. Definitely not from where I'm from. I'm from East Chicago, Indiana. Grew up right by Gary. So, it was an interesting contrast, but I knew from a branded perspective, you know, I think it'll work. And gotcha. here we are sitting down with you. For sure an investor, and we'll go through some of that stuff, but it was interesting. I was like, you know, what brought you to Atlanta? Mm-hmm. And you said you was about to be on Wild and Out. Yeah. Which Didn't have I'm sure, yet. like, even people that follow you, Wild and Out? Why is it that interesting, though? You're the master investor, bro. But if my job is to get our my message out to our people, I have to go to where our, our people watch. So I can't just be like in a bar, right. like, okay, here's the dividend play. Right. Here's the technology stocks to invest in and crypto's down 20% and capitulations in the market. No one <laughs> wants to hear that shit all day. Yeah. So when we're just talking and hanging out, what do we normally do? Crack jokes, mm-hmm. rap, have fun. So I think it's just a different way to open up. I mean, shout out to Cliff. We tried to make it happen. I didn't have a real Vax card. The one I sent in looked right. like a dog made it. <laughs> it was like, bruh. <laughs> and they had like a big outbreak two weeks ago, so I get the protection um, gotcha. of staff and crew. Was you going to rap? Yeah, I rap too. See, that's, that, I, yo, you're just such you an gotta interesting person. some of the assets. Like, I think most people on social media want to be seen, so, you know this. Yeah. They want to be seen so much, they don't work on the primary craft and they show all the assets really fast. Huge mistake. Like, mm. right now, you're looking, love the studio. I've been to a lot of studios. It's not many like this. Wow. Right? Number two, everyone wants to be seen so that they don't reinvest into the business. And What I'm do you seen, mean? But, well, everyone, you know, I don't want to offend nobody. Offend them. Yeah, but it's be good. That's normally what I'm doing. <laughs> but people will get money and then... I hate when black people get a bunch of money and then go spend them on Italian brands to feel significant and stunt on black people opposed to building infrastructure, helping, right? So they'll spend the money on watches, cars, clothes, and it's like, why aren't you building, having your family with you, team with you? Take my watch off. But you and and also too, like, and I saw your post the other day. I don't see a lot of men. In many spaces, take care of their fucking kids. Give me the edit diversion. Yeah, 
I don't see many men <laughs> take care of their kids. That's a fact. Clean version. Thanks, man. Clipped it up for me. <laughs> um, so I think it's just important to reinvest into the brand, reinvest into your people, um, and not spend on those luxury goods. Yeah. So, so you said you got to hide some of the assets. And I know it's, I know you're up to something too, bro. Uh-huh. Because Why you say that? Because it'd be like the subtle things. Like, why you keep... You be tagging Quavo or you be, you'll like, you'll randomly like tag Drake about something. And I'm like, what you doing, bro? If my, if my, my, if I say too much, stop me. Shout out to my guy. He looking <laughs> like, don't give it up. Um, but I want to dominate and not just for my own selfish reasons. There's a lot of people we have to help. So they may not listen to me. They may listen to Quavo or Drake or, 21 or dirt. You know what I mean? So like building those relationships and just helping them. Even like when I started working with Charlemagne, helped him out, gave him four stocks to invest in. I mean, he said it publicly. Thank you for the shout out. I mean, he made six figures in four or five weeks. Never charged him for it. Never got any money on the back end. My thing is always give first. Mm-hmm. And now as platform is getting bigger, I have to find more ways to reach out and let's be honest, like, we're black men who get to partially talk for a living and make money. This is a dream. Yeah, for sure. So I'm like, why not just go after everything I dreamed about as a kid? So, yeah, soundtrack coming soon. Um, shout out to Murder Beats and Timbaland. Helping me put it together. So You ain't got no Timbaland beats on there, bro. What are you talking about right now? What is happening? Let me turn my phone on real quick. Let me call Timbaland and see if he pick up. You're calling Let me turn my phone on. We'll see. Uh, yo, so, uh, all right, yo. Like, I, you truly do help a lot of people make money. Mm-hmm. And I know there are people who are like celebrities. Yo, because once I saw you with Kevin Hart, I'm like, why? What's happening? It's power being solid, though. Like, Charlemagne set it up, went and did the Breakfast Club interview, went well. But I've also, like, shout out to Weezy, who has horrible decisions, help Alex. Mm-hmm. I help people around him. And then, of course, Trump Rashad mentioned me. Chad from 85 South is mentioning me. So it's like, you ever meet someone that's like every, all of your friends know him, but you never met him? Yeah. And you're like, oh, he kind of cool. Yeah. So he was like, hey, I got the show. I want you to come on. Kevin's going to be on. It'll be dope. I'm like, Kevin Samuel's going to be on? I'll be on. <laughs> what? The Godfather? He's like, no, Kevin Hart. I'm like, oh, bro, I'm oh. not ready. I'm like, he's like, no, you are. Did you say that? I told him, bro, I'm not ready for that. He like, you already. I'm like, okay. So even in creating and having brand persona, there's still moments when you have fear, doubt. What if I don't do well? What if Kevin cracks on me, right? Yeah. And then that segment went well. And then that's when I was like, okay, maybe I can branch out and do some other shows and sketch comedy and things I'm not comfortable with that allow me to get better mm. um, from that perspective. And Kevin was great. Um, there's a couple of things like I learned from him. Very graceful. He it what his persona that you see, that's him. Yeah. Came up and introduced himself to me. Like, I'm like, bro, I know who you are. Like, <laughs> let me introduce me. Right, right. And I'm like, what advice do you have? He was like, You're here because you know your stuff. Mm-hmm. Be confident and just do what you've always done. The biggest thing that he saw with comedians and people who go on TV, they're not comfortable in the skin and it shows on camera. You know that when you're mm. going back and looking at film. So when people are often timid, it's because they really haven't mastered their information. A master of craft yet. Right. And then after that, you know, it was game set match. So. Got you. So what year did you get into investing? 2008. 2008. Like, seriously. You were, you were how old? 
I'm 40 now, so I have many years. It's 2022. Somebody do the math for me real quick. I don't know why I thought you had this number off the top of your head. Like, you are number king. Yeah. Somebody, so it's 2022, 2008. That was 20... Something. What's but up with us right now? Like, like, it, okay, I, I, yeah. That, that, the, the number's not... A, you were 26. What were you doing? Like, did you go to college? Yeah, I went to Indiana University. Did you work a job? For a little bit. Like, I did it while I was in college, but like post-college, you know? I started my first business in college my junior year. What was it? Marketing. Yeah, I had a marketing agency. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that's where a lot of these crazy ideas come from. People don't forget, like, I, me and my guy Ty, we promoted parties while we was in college. So there's a thing called Little 500, which is like all the Greeks, like, run the campus. There's a big bike race. We had a party that we threw against them, not knowing how dumb that was. Yeah. Right? Party was a hit. Did better than their party. Shout out to everybody at IU. Had the marketing agency. So I'm always testing ideas. I'm big on split testing to see which headline, which work, um, what kind of content will resonate and test it out. And then from there, um, I was like, okay, I can either go get a job or I can do it. But my father's an entrepreneur. So seeing him being an entrepreneur since I was a kid, that was like always the right path yeah. to go to have that freedom. And the work that comes with it, as you know, it's a heavy burden to carry, but I'm so thankful that I started that journey earlier because if I would have started being an entrepreneur at 40, I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah, too wow. much competition, too hard. <laughs> um, I got a chance to start young before I had my child Xander, so it made it a lot easier to build. And I just yeah. used all those assets and combination together to get here. How long have you been with UIL? Uh, we've been doing Market Mondays two years now. Two years. Yeah. So 2020, yep. you guys get together. What were you doing before then? Just like just marketing. No, I, I, had, I had Red Panda, so I was already helping people with stocks and investing. You already had, you already yeah, had Red Panda. I had Red Panda since twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Yeah. That's what. I, listen, can I be honest? Yes, please. People put too much emphasis on social media and media because they have no money. <laughs> so everybody want to be seen and be all in the video, right. dancing, <laughs> right? <laughs> Come to death row. But the way to get there, so people think I popped up out of nowhere. And I was like, okay, I did episode 70 with them, recorded in January of 2020. Then COVID hits, recession comes. I was already in place and preparing since last recession, studying Dave Ramsey, studying Jim Cramer, mm. seeing what, studying Mark Haynes. So like when I saw the opportunity, I told Charles Shot, I'm like, I think this would be a good opportunity just to hop on and do a couple of lives and be like, hey, let's help the people out. I can call the prices, tell them what to get in, what to avoid buying. Because when I was watching CNBC in 2007, Kramer was on fire mm -hmm. making calls. And this one, he was in his heyday. But you know, when you are a star of the network like him or Stephen A, they're going to work into the ground. Yeah, can you explain making the calls though, just for those who don't understand? Yeah, that's me telling you what, what's the best price to get in. The biggest guy... Yes, on the stock. Right. So the biggest gap that I saw is, okay, if I say Boeing is a good company, great. We've all seen Boeing planes. What price do we get in? That's the question. Most people don't know. You know, I guess the narrative, some, especially in stocks, is like, yo, just get in the stocks. If it's That's a good a company, decision. you just buy that joint. Like, yo, if if you, you got an Apple, you got an iPhone, just buy it. You got an Android? Just buy that joint. So you can, you know what I mean? The people who give that information are, the two questions you have to ask anybody 
that gives you investment or business advice. Do you do this for a living? And can I talk to three or four people that you help? Mm. A lot of people talk and they give that kind of advice. And it worked in 2020. Where are they now, though? No shade, no spice for mm-hmm. nobody. But everyone who gave that advice, people are down 60 and 70%. While I have people that have made millions in the last two years through Red Panda. Like, I made 80 people millionaires from scratch, probably helped. What? Another eight, 900, make 100,000. I mean, I can send you all the clips and y'all can put them in post-production. Like, that's, okay, honestly, even at InvestFest. Eight or 900 people make 100,000. You said you 80 people became millionaires. Yeah. Through investing. Yeah. Because the, the thought is investing is boring. You can't make any money. But if, if you look at it, investing is the way that every major business has been funded. That is the real source of money. So if you do government contracting, if you do real estate, Someone else controls your deal flow. Mm-hmm. In investing, only you control your deal flow. And especially when you combine that with being able to like invest in futures, it is. So that's why like me being in front of the camera, I didn't care about this so much because I'm like, if I can actually make money from pushing buttons, why would I care to be in front of the camera and play the social media game? So you've been rich. I, I have a dollar. You know what I thought? And okay, full transparency. Yeah. I'm thinking, yo, you got EYL, a machine. They got a dope mm-hmm. platform. Mm-hmm. And then Ian comes on mm-hmm. and he builds, they build his brand. That's, that, that's, the, the, that's what I let the perception be. So we did the show in partnership. Mm-hmm. So I came to them and said, because before Market Mondays, there was no other shows on the network. Yes. First show. Hold on, you were the first one. Because I was the first one. Where, when did you start? Uh, 2000. Well, I don't know. Joy was talking about it. Like, they didn't have it yet. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, outside of them. Because yeah. I, I looked at them as, yeah, for sure. Okay, I got you. Um, and then... How did the conversation go? Like, talk to me about the conversation of y'all coming together. The, epi- the episode, episode 70, went well. And then I was like, um, I think Rashad, I made a post like, hey, we want to add some more podcasts to it. And I'm like, hey, let's partner. The, the episode had worked. And everyone initially, when I talk about investing, it's like, man, he don't know what the hell he's talking about. And then it's like three <laughs> months later, it's like, Goldman Sachs says the market's going to... It's like, damn, Ian told me that. Right. <laughs> right? So I'm like, okay, let's do a show. And then we started building from there. So like I was in the shadows because I was doing the work. Most people who want to be seen have very little substance. And, mm. like, and here's how you know. Ask any guest, give you and your staff and your team five things to help you grow your business three to five X and see what answers they give you. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. 
I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Hmm. Everybody talk. And everybody got reposts and replays and content. Perfect webinars and shit. Watch these comments. (laughs) If I've made you money, when this comes out, put yes in chat. (laughs) That's the real test. And to be honest, from a content maker's perspective, that is a potential liability. Because what if I say it and people are like, man, you lost me 83000 That's a potential liability because everything's recorded. Absolutely. And they'll be able to clip it up and go back, right? So my thing has always been help the people first. That is what builds the brand. It's not the media. And then on top of that, me knowing my craft inside and out, like I still look at the market 12 hours a day. Really? Yeah. Like, yo, I, okay. What, I just want to like talk on, on the partnership. Real quick, but yeah. I really need to know how you know this stuff because it's it's something my mind can't really wrap. I can't wrap my mind around how you know what the people are going to do in a company mm-hmm. and how it's going to. I don't. I just don't understand. So every creative, I'll ask you: How do you know what questions to ask? How to frame the studio? What camera equipment to buy? How to edit and then produce content? It's just time in. Because you're, you're the same way. You put in a lot of work. You may not be all over social like everybody else 15 times a day, but you're doing the work. Right? Yeah. Set's always been beautiful. Shout out to Montel. Narcinio up here, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just time in the market. So like when you actually study something. For, so for me in marketing, I knew how, I had to know psychologically and emotionally how to move people. So when you study the best brands of all time, they were always able to do that. But it's, and people don't like the blueprint, but I'm like, read 50 pages a day, every day. 50? That's light. Can we have an honest conversation? If you want to be rich, the bare minimum. And that's why like a lot of the things that I come off say is shocking. Like either I can tell the truth or give the answers for good content. (laughs) Good content is eight pages a day. And go drink all the do say you want. We ought to strong, and you'll be rich. Our book club, we ought to strong 10. Yeah, so just tread lightly, brother. Now, just keep going. Give me the truth. Give me the truth. 50. 50 pages a day. Because mm-hmm. as black people, we're already behind in every business category. Every. So if we have competitors that are doing minimum of 50, so like in my heyday, 2009, 2010, I was probably reading four or 500 pages a day. Like, Where I, do you I was, find the time, bro? You make the, t- what's the alternative to be broke? You got kids. So for me, I'm not going to, like, look how stupid, like, imagine my son is here at 15. And I'm like, I could have provided for you, but I didn't want to read 50 pages, but I was going through OnlyFans and IG. You know how dumb that sounds? <laughs> That's what I'm like, everyone is trying to, here's the easy formula to getting rich in business. 
No. How many hours a day do you work? Hours. We be in here every day. 12, 13 hours? Oh, at least. I wish there was a way to like automate content and AI can take our voice and make 20. It doesn't work that way. So we have to put, and then also studying the market every day. Looking at, so look at all the companies in the Dow 30. So the Dow has like a basket of 30 companies. What is the Dow? The Dow Jones is like an index. So a basket. Um, and it, they just put together the 30 best companies in America and they made an index out of it. So it's like an all-star team. Think of it that way. Oh, so, yeah. oh, yeah. yo, I literally never knew that. Yeah. Because people talk about the Dow Jones. I don't know. Who is Dow Jones? Is that a person? Let's say, yeah, so there were two founders of the company and, and made the index to make oh, it gotcha. a lot easier. Good. I didn't want to go down the rabbit hole, but I had to ask. But I just thought it was, I, honestly, I don't know what I thought it was, mm-hmm. but the Dow Jones is the 30 best companies. In America. In America. Yep. How often does it, like, renew? Like, if, if a company isn't doing well and let's say it underperforms, they'll rotate them out and like an all-star team, they'll bring a new player in. How often does that happen? It depends on the qualities of the company and what the current price is. Because gotcha. they have to go through voting and, and selection of companies to have stability in the index. But it doesn't happen often, but we may start to see some furniture moving. Right, right. Since we're in this recession, 2008, they moved some around. I think in 2012, they moved some around as well. So is the Dow Jones something you can invest in? Absolutely. So you invest in the Dow Jones. But mm-hmm. that seems like it'd be a safe bet then, I imagine. It is. I always tell everyone the easiest formula for investing is to invest in two index funds, so like the Dow, S&P 500, and then two technology companies. I always recommend Apple and Microsoft. And every creator's like, why Apple? I'm like, Apple built their business off the back of creators. Mm-hmm. Pro Tools, all the tools you can use to create, but most investors don't, or most creators don't invest in the, the products they're buying, which is a huge mistake. But, all right, so what you're saying now we need to invest in two technology companies. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the two biggest. The two biggest. Yep. Are you saying you can do that whenever? Or are you no. saying... If you want the best returns, I'll always give the prices when to buy in. These are the prices that I'm looking to get in for myself. So I'll tell you the prices where to get in. Like, I'll text you every month if you want me to. And then I can t- like, buy specifically at this price. So you can get the best. Because like when you're buying these Shure mics and y'all got center lenses and stuff, like you're not buying at any price. You want to get a deal. So you're on B&H or whatever site. Um, if you edit them, you may wait for the deal on DaVinci Resolve. It's the same thing in buying stocks. When people tell you to buy at any time, it's because they don't want to give you the real price to buy in so you can truly have wealth. They want you to become a client. My thing is I want to front load the wins. So if I decide to go run for president, or if I want to partner with Universal or be on Wild and Out, my leverage is I've already helped you. Okay. So give okay, give me one of your greatest calls. Uh, of recent, I called Bitcoin going to twenty thousand when it was at fifty nine thousand. The entire world thought it was crazy. And that sounds crazy. And, How do you know, bro? And when it got to twenty three twenty thousand, I said it was going to recover in sixty three days. It recovered in sixty two. This is all documented. Yo, how do you... All right, yo, I, okay, I know. We got to read the 50, yep. right? But how do you... Like, give me all the information that's coming blueprint? together to be able to pinpoint a price. So, blueprint, the whole Bitcoin thing. Okay, yeah. In the 63 days. That's very specific. Because that was like what he doesn't know. Because you know how... Like, our community can be rough with us. Yeah. So, I'm like, man, you don't know. I don't even like how you deliver the information. He arrogant. So, I'm like, 
okay, let me tell you the number of days that it's going to recover in. And then for me, that's an exercise in trust. Because what's happened historically in our community? Somebody will give information and it may work one or two times and then we end up losing everything. So our guard is up. So I have to go through a few more barriers of trust than most people have to do. But the blueprint is looking at your craft every day, 12 hours a day for seven years, and you'll be good. Now, if you want to look, okay, and here's the blueprint. If LeBron is your favorite player, and we're in game six of the NBA finals, you can go and see on average how many points he scores in a game six. Mm -hmm. I treat the market the same way. So I'm writing down the prices every day, marking off where they are, and tracking, okay, if we fall 33%, how often does it take a top five company to recover to get back to a high versus a company that's in the Russell 2000 and maybe number 583 on the list? It's time in. People don't, and that's not the viral sexy answer, but if you really want growth, financial freedom, that's the real key. So when I, go ahead. So spe- specifically Bitcoin, give me like three, like some things that you knew what were going to happen that's going to affect this drop. Or are you saying it's going to drop every so often? Yeah, I mean, anyway. it, it drops every, so, but everything rolls on a cycle. So when it became popular and we heard about it, I was telling everyone, A, all the hedge funds are buying it. So knowing when the hedge funds are going to buy an asset or a stock allows you to understand timing because if capital comes in, they have to put that money to use every three months. Because they can't, if they get $40 million or $2 billion in from a client, they can't sit on it for a year. They have to deploy it. Mm-hmm. That was number one. Number two, like I have a system for knowing where prices are going to go. Some people call it the crystal ball, but I'm literally marking off in the worst case scenario. This is a great tip for everyone. In the worst case scenario for every asset you buy, a business, equipment, real estate, what's the absolute lowest price you should buy that asset to give you the greatest return. Because all your victories and all your wins are going to come on a price that you buy, not the assets that you get. But, I mean, we could say that the best price is a dollar, right? But some things aren't going to be that. Everything has a floor, though. So marking off where those floors, those bottoms in the market are is a the key thing. Most people want to just buy and gamble. And that's the truth. The discipline that's required to be good, people don't want to sacrifice. But I don't know about everybody else in the room. I've been broke, broke. So like when lights are off and like you ever like went into a cupboard or a cabinet and nothing was in there and you closed it and prayed to God the food to be in there and opened it back up. I just make sure you didn't miss nothing. Right? <laughs> and then I, I, I could have swore some crackers in the corner <laughs> somewhere for me. And then when 2008 came, my friend Art, made a ton of money in the market. He was the first black person I ever saw, like, be excited when the market crashed. I'm like, why the hell are you happy? Gas was like $4.23. I was living here at the time, so I'm driving from Midtown, going to Alpharetta, Norcross. I'm like, gas killing me, bro. How are you making money? He's like, it's the best time to buy. So he knew how to trade and invest. And he was like, black people are the only people when a recession hits, we don't treat it as an opportunity. We treat it as a disaster. And he worked at J.P. Morgan. So he started showing me what he knew. Like, I think our bought City at 97 cent, 99 cent. Like, he still retired off those investments. Goodness From that. So that's when I was like, I'll never miss another recession. I'll never miss another opportunity. I'm just going to study, build, 
put all like the Kobe thing. Floyd Mayweather, all the sides of their Steve Jobs, Michael Jordan, Kobe, Tiger Woods, any great Oprah, all had the same schedule. 12 hours a day. There's no balance. You have to pick whether you want to be great at something or not. They all have the same schedule. Got the same opportunity. As most people are not consistent enough, long enough to be able to manifest what they truly want. Mm. So... Dang, you still put 12 hours a day in. And, I mean, obviously, you have to. Okay, why haven't you let up? You have a successful podcast. You're known. You're liked. You're respected. Why don't you do four hours a day? Because it's somebody like him who right. will sit and do 13 hours and be like, I'm when you used to work hard. Yeah. Now I'm a... Pe- and I'm going to be honest, everyone that started with me, I was probably the least likely to get invested. Everyone I started with, I passed up just by putting the time in. Mm. You're throwing parties at college, in mm-hmm. college, right? Yeah. So when did we start understanding financial literacy? Or not financial literacy as a whole, but stocks specifically. 2008. Like, I knew of the stock market, but I didn't have a formula. So a lot of the things that I do now and give is the things that I wish that I knew from day one. Mm-hmm. Like, how to evaluate a company to know if a company is good or bad. Um, when to buy, when to get out, how long to hold. The, the, those things were not commonly taught. And yeah. truth be told, they're not supposed to be taught. Why do you say that? Because if you have a process that only you have in the world, why would you give it to the world for free? Even financial literacy. I think financial literacy is overrated. I really do. Because you can learn a lot of the wrong stuff. There's a lot of information that sounds good and makes no money. <laughs> give me an example. Uh, some debt is good in moderation. That sounds good unless you've had debt called. If you've ever had a loan in a company or a bank and said, okay, I know we say we'll allow you to make payments for five years, but we want the 435000 You have two months. That is a crippling feeling. So you're saying you don't operate with debt? No. You don't leverage debt at all? No. That's why I can talk to the issue that I do. Because a lot of people are levered up to their eyeballs. In business and personal. Now, are there things that you can do to help? Yeah, but that sounded good in 2020. 2020. Right now, everyone that I know that has all those millions of dollars of debt, they're, they're stressed out. They are stressed out. It is a cancer in your business and in your personal life. It's different schools of thought, though, because Grant Cardone, he talks Shout about... Out Grant. Shout out to Jared. Billionaire. He's talking about like, yo, I want more debt. Like, I want debt. Is and that company debt Trumps or is that, that personal? Probably but, but, company. And also, too, the first thing you named was not somebody of our color. I didn't name any people of our color. Why? Let's say Grant fund one of them, and I don't think they will. Shout out to Grant and Jared. But let's say if he owns $200, billion, $200 million in debt and a fund goes under, He'll be able to go through underwriting and get that loan written off or restructured. If that happens to you, you got to pay the 200. Yeah. Marcus is going to have to pay the 200. Neo is going to have to pay the 200. The rules are different for us. Mm-hmm. So when I saw Dave Ramsey build his media company, and that's why he's very opinionated too. Like, I'm going to be very honest the people who don't want to tell you the truth are the people that are usually slaves to debt or other corporations. Mm. So, Dave will speak freely because he's operating from a debt-free perspective as well. I don't think all of the advice is the best, but the debt-free piece is very key. 
Mm. It gives you freedom. It allows you to be more creative because when you have a ton of... We've all been there when we were broken, old credit cards or, you know, even like... All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. My sophomore year in college, they'll call and try and collect. I'm like, Brian got it. I ain't going to give it to you. That's going to ruin your credit. I was like, it was ruined what I got here. Right. So be it. But now you're only thinking about, well, let me take this deal or do this sale so I can pay off this debt and you're still at zero. Mm -hmm. If you keep the, the expenses really low, debt really low, it allows you to thrive and elevate. If you're going to buy an apartment complex or something like that, you gotta use 10 that. million, 5 million. Yeah. So that that's... You, you, you have to have the, a plan to pay it off fast though. Right. So you're you're talking more so personal debt. Personal. Even, a bit, even in my business though, I have no debt in my business. But I guess it doesn't cost you anything to... Your your motto is unique. Is it? Yeah. It's not. Bro. My, what would you need debt for? I'm saying, so, if one, you know how to make money from the market. You're leveraging your own money. Yeah. Cool. And then you have um, a community mm -hmm. where you're teaching them. They pay you the money. You don't got to, like, pay much to house these people. Mm -hmm. Well, you got technology costs and... Hosting costs. And, you know, just, yeah. That stuff is small, but not like, I mean, you know, as bandwidth increases, they got like total of like 40,000 people on Red Panda. So like when you're uploading. Content, you have 40,000 people on Red Panda? Yeah. Shout out to the rebellion. Like that's what like, I like being a quiet person. All the quiet people. Okay. Everyone knows Bezos and Buffett. Can you name me five people, anybody in here from like the Saudi family that, Net worth is in the trillions. Mm. The real money is quiet. Wealth is really, 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 really quiet. Everyone who's the loudest that pretends they have the most money have no power and no real capital. We see it all the time in the music industry. And I want us to get to a place where we can build things that are very massive, very quietly, so we can have a real impact. 
So tell me about Red Panda real mm-hmm. quick, because the fact that 40,000 people are there, it um, it says something. Mm-hmm. Because you can't trip on 40,000 people joining your community. No. What happens in Red Panda? Like, take me inside the the, the house. Um, so you come in. So I have a couple of different programs. Like, one is a trading program, Sniper, giveaway for free um, to give back to the community. But Stock Club is, like, our, the main product. I tell you the best. Eight companies to invest in. I tell you the prices, where to get in. I tell you where to get out, when to get into Bitcoin, Ethereum, ADA. Um, we have a weekly call. I mean, this call this past week, we were on it for four hours from like nine. We started at nine thirty. We was on four hours. Really? Yeah, it was amazing. And you be in there, Rumble? Oh yeah, it was amazing. Like a vibe, like super energetic, um, and just sharing advice from not only myself but from other people, and they get to ask questions. So that's like my main, I grew up in the church. So like, that's my, what I call like my secular sermon. So like we're there <laughs> together in fellowship um, every week. And then, you know, as people elevate, if they want to learn how to trade, like I mentor them and show them how to trade the futures market. How much is the stock club? Right now, 10 grand. 10,000 for stock club. How much is the higher level? Higher grand. Um, to be honest, man, I haven't had the higher program. When I had it, it was for 40, but I haven't had it out maybe for a year. That's some change. So, so Red Panda is all these three tiers, mm-hmm. right, of people. And Which most of people can get for free if they tune in Market Mondays every Monday. I'll give you the advice for free. But even that, people will criticize. You charge too much. How could you for the coach? I'm like, no, I'm the best at investing. The best. Excluding. Excluding nobody. nobody. <laughs> Humbly. Clip this up. So even in that, like having hot takes, hot takes are okay if you can back them up with truth. I'm the only person, black, white, Asian, any race that's ever asked publicly, if I've made you money, please declare it. And they always do. That's why they're there. What about Kramer? Kramer's got a track record. If, you, if you're if you a investor and trader, you you know, but this goes back to the media overworking them. If you're on set for 12 hours because he's a star, and he's probably the most preeminent star on CNBC, when do you have time to research? Mm. So even with that, the networking game and media, and I asked a question on the show and then I asked Button the same thing. I'll ask you, how many podcasts make a million dollars a year or more? Yes, I'm so glad we're in this conversation. There's a bunch. No. There's a bunch. A bunch? Define a bunch. I mean, relative to the freshness of the industry. The industry's not new. Podcasts have been out since 2005. Yeah, but so as, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that have been out, but it's not like out. So let's say hip hop is out in the 70s, right? But nobody's really. Are we are we saying it's new because black people just got into it? It's becoming more mainstream, yes. Podcasting has experienced tremendous growth. Absolutely. So, oh, okay, well, let me ask you this. How many podcasts allow them the freedom to work on a podcast full time? Say it one more time. How many podcasts make enough money to be full-time from them? Um, and I'm going to tie back into the Kramer point. My point is with media, if you're doing so much media, you don't get to focus on your craft, then how are you good at the craft and how can you give advice on it? People tell me all the time, you should do more shows. You should do another show about this. And I'm like, but if most media companies are not making money, why would I focus on, like Paul Tudor Jones, he's the king of future trading. That, that's the, asset class I trade. 
Paul Tudor Jones makes $31 million a month trading. You think I want to do more shows? <laughs> 31 so million. So everyone has, you can Google him. He made $100 million in 1987 in a Black Friday crash. If I ask most people, would you rather do that or make more shows? Everybody in the space would be like, I'll do that. So I feel like a lot of times when people are like, we'll do more media, it's like, you want me to take my eye off the goal of that? Because if I put Warren Buffett and Tudor Jones together, which is my model, like even on the future side, if we trade 33 contracts, this is a good target for everyone to write down. If the market falls, an easy target if you want to short the market, which is the profit when the market is going down, you can go for 523 points on NASDAQ and down all day. That 30 I don't understand anything you just said. If the market falls, you can profit from the market falling. Yes. So if you take 33 shares mm-hmm. or contracts and it falls 523 points in the futures market, you can make $86,000 in one day. Hmm. How much are the 33 contracts? You tell me what you think they cost and I'll answer you. Thousand? Mm-mm. More than 16,500. Each. Total for all 33. It's 500 mm-hmm. per contract. What contract, though? It, to be able to trade the asset. Because mm-hmm. you can't hold them for long term. So anytime you're doing a short-term trade, you have contracts opposed to shares. Shares mean ownership. Contracts usually mean... That's why most artists, creatives, are giving contracts and not equity. So now when I'm having my meetings with CAA Live Nation, I'm like, why are you giving me a talent contract if I'm financing all my stuff? I want an executive's contract. I want a long-term equity deal. I need royalties and things on the back end, but I want to, and this is why it's really key for us to invest. If we are investing in the biggest companies in the world, when we go to a network, and let's say we did a show, we went to Apple, if we're a a shareholder in Apple, there are certain deals that they now cannot give us because now we can fund things out of our own capital. What I don't want to see in this podcasting space is for everyone, and it's going to happen, Everyone is going to go through the 360 in a podcasting space because they couldn't make it around. Mm-hmm. Seeing it right now. I even posted a clip about labels, they trade an artist, and Leor Cohen was like, our culture. Everybody got so mad at Leor saying our culture. But if we don't own any of it, it's and not, our culture, it's not our culture anyway. Mm-hmm. Same thing that's <clears throat> happening in podcasting. Everybody got a show about nothing. Cool. <clears throat> Why is no one talking about how to structure deals, though? to get equity and truly have ownership. It's a huge mistake. And I don't want us to walk into a brand new building. So my point with Kramer, I love Kramer, but doing media 12 hours a day will disintegrate your talent and your gift. It kind of, though, allows you to work on the craft of being able to take an idea and communicate it, which, I mean, obviously just isn't as important as knowing the stuff, but... You, You know what communicates it really well? When I go on stage and it's like 11,000 people and I'm like, if I made you money, can I get a hell yeah? <laughs> 11,000 people are like, hell yeah, we love you. Because like, the fanfare that I get is from results. It's not, not from, because they love your personality. Uh, my personality is terrible. You have a great personality. That's yeah. terrible. <laughs> you had a rant, like, rant, even, but for creators, you have to learn how to either excite our audience or entice them purely with intellect. I know for most people, even if the information is amazing, they're not going to tune in for an hour if I'm very melancholy or, or bland. You look at these people up here. Letterman, Steve Harvey, shout out to Steve. Shout out to Arsenio, Howard Stern, Montel, Angie, Nori, 
Dave, we was with Dave last year. That's Button. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to my dog. Right. Um, all right of those have incredible, exciting personalities. I think Charlie Rose is probably the best interview out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Charlie Rose, very bland though. So learning how to take something that is perceived to be bad, like ranting, and turn it into an asset when you look at the people who are here, all these are very excitable personalities and people. So yeah, you can work on a craft, but the craft has to be the craft. Yes. And even if you're in media, your primary craft is to not get screwed in your deals in media. Mm -hmm. Not this. Not the microphone as to what happens behind the scenes. I definitely agree with that. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree with that. I mean, but obviously studying business is important. But I think I'm in the studio so often Mm -hmm. because I get better by doing it, Mm -hmm. right? I get better by having an idea and I have to practice the fact that you're saying something Mm -hmm. and I have a question about it. But the last thing you said is very interesting too. So I have to like address that then not forget. And loop it back in. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you only get that through actually doing. There's not a whole lot of studying you can do to be able to do that. If that is, if that you is you the You have craft. to make it part of the company culture. And I'm going to be very honest. If you haven't had someone that's a guest help you with that, it's because they don't want you to elevate. What do you mean? Have an hour when you guys are in here where you literally just go through how to build the business and make it better. But you should have every guest that's in here give you one or two tips to help the business acumen of the company and yourself. We might as well just start right now. Let's Let's just start right now. Let's go. It makes sense. Okay. So, I've got the morning meetup, right? Mm -hmm. Morning meetup is... Amazing concept, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. And I I truly enjoy it. Every month, we have a different theme. And every day, uh, it supported the theme of the month. So, last month, we did 31 days of content creation. So, every day, we're talking about creating content, gotcha. being able to put your idea together, how you make money from your content, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, we have about 1,000 people in it, and I need to get it to 10,000. Why? Would you rather have 10,000 reasons, or 2,000 that are super dedicated that are going to execute, grow, and expand? Well, here's the thing. The thing that helped me in my growth has always been community. Mm -hmm. The more people in a community that I can connect with, because if there's 100 people in a room, I might connect with one or two. Mm -hmm. If there's 10,000 people in a room, Mm -hmm. I might find my whole crew of people, and it's like 20 of us, 30 of us, 40, 100 of us, and we get together. We need to have a safe place that if you are in Ohio, there's at least 20 people in Ohio Mm -hmm. that you can connect with on a regular basis. For me, it hasn't, What's moved the needle is one part, yes, information, but what's been more impactful than information is community, community. being able to yes. see it. Because you grab stuff, not... Absolutely. It's caught, not taught all mm-hmm. the time. So... Is it paid? Yeah, $79 a month. You may not like the answer, but you should do it free for two months. I don't like it either, but I do Market Mondays every week for free. Mm-hmm. I'm giving hedge fund level information out for free that I could... If I want to put in the course, I can charge twenty grand for it. If I take to a hedge fund, I can charge three hundred thousand a month. Give it away for free. Mm. So I think if you truly want to get to ten thousand, I would do one per week on YouTube for free for three months, and then one a month in person for free for three months. You'll get there. Okay. Well, here's the thing: all, we, we all did, the thing you're doing is building the funnel. For a while, we did a dollar try. 
dollar for seven days. Come leave, but they like it, do it completely for free. But it gives a different quality. Not, I don't want to say quality. There are people quality, but a different but type of person. If you want I want it. people serious. It's trade offs. That's why I ask you if you want a thousand or two thousand people that are dedicated, or ten thousand. Now, if you want ten thousand quality people, you may have to do a full multi like full two multinational campaign around that, and it can be done. Mm, you talk okay. Break that down. You you talking good right? So. There. I'll ask you, how, what percentage of your audience is white in the morning meetup versus other races? Uh, it'd be us as in there. We in there. We in that thing. That's dope. <laughs> now, if we bring- What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use 
promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal and our coach not bring include other people in especially in the comedy space like in la a lot of them need help so if you go there, podcasting is getting big in other countries. I wouldn't say which ones. We talk offline. Now, if you target them, you can grow a lot faster. Now, if you want to monetize it, or do you want monetization on it for your company, or do you just want the growth? Because I have different answers if you want to do. Let's go through growth first. Obviously, monetization is important. Yeah. But let's go through growth first. W what does the morning meetup give them that no, nothing else or no other person on planet Earth can give them? Consistency. Live. Every day. So I'm there every day. Gotcha. Or we'll have a, a guest speaker. Will you come on one more? Absolutely. Okay, great. So like really almost all of our guests have been on. They get connections with people as well. We have a book club where, as I'm saying, we read about 10 pages. 10 is good. On Just add 40 for them in the afternoon. And then you can say, hey, here's the blueprint <laughs> to having a successful <laughs> podcast up and running in 30 days. And now you get a lifetime of support. Because for me, same thing with Red Panda. Community is everything. And I continuously pour into them. But if you want growth, 10x growth, you're going to have to open up that pipeline and do something for free. On a monetization, it is a huge mistake. And I probably shouldn't say this publicly. Um, you can stop me if you need to. It is a huge mistake for your company to not have equity in these podcasts. Equity in podcasts that I'm working with. On the morning meetup. Well, it's not necessarily all. It's it's different entrepreneurs. It's not focused on podcasting specifically. It's they just get, entrepreneurs that make a less bunch of them get into media after coming in. Hundred percent. That's the revenue growth part. But then again, I have to like. Well, no, oh, you don't. Because if you have a blueprint, for, like we always think, we have to exchange our time for money. Mm -hmm. That's the number one thing as an investor you don't have to do. You want to make your money work for you to create more time. So if you're giving them a blueprint, because I, even I want us to stop saying podcasting because mm -hmm. Hollywood has tricked us into turning, y'all shooting 4K, 6K, 60 frames a minute, editing. That's a production. It is a production. They got us shooting many films and be like, well, it's just a podcast, so we're going to devalue it. No. Because I like once you actually see what the TV ratings are, some shows only getting 30,000 views per episode. You, you got shows that'll do that your first two hours when they come out. So would you, if you were on Netflix, have Stranger Things on for free and then not, not get any of the back end? No. Then why are you doing it here on podcasting? Well, okay. It's the same so thing. So you're saying if I, so I need to create a model where if I'm teaching people, let's say specifically podcasting. Mm -hmm. Or anything. They come in and I get equity in the podcast. If I help you grow 10x, why am I not able to get 1x from me helping? But you don't do that in Red Circle. I mean, Red Panda. Not directly, but I do have clients. And then for the people that I help for free, that's part of the marketing. So if I help Charlemagne and I help Chad from 85 and Nick Cannon, one like they'll spread the message so far that other people will come in. Mm. So it's like, great. So you pick the ones you help for free. Yeah. And it, that's why I said, if you want to grow your business, do a lot of it for free. Yeah, it's going to be some knuckleheads you deal with. Mm -hmm. 
because I deal with them from time to time. <laughs> and I let them know how I feel about them. Mm-hmm. But if you want 10x growth, you're going to have to do some more stuff for free. And then you got to tie in. And I haven't done it yet. But anybody that I work with on the trading side, for sure, I get equity in. Every company that I'm about to work with um, and partnership with now, definitely going to get equity. Mm. I'm going to Goldman Sachs, Citadel, JP Morgan, Facebook. Appreciate you. So you have to. Business model trumps everything. They get us to focus on the flashy part. Mm-hmm. And we see it in rap because we fall for the same tricks. Right. Get this, get the car. And it's like, you're 15 years into your career and you're like, I went through nine chains and 10 cars and two baby mamas and three IG models <laughs> and 17 OnlyFans girls and they don't pay the tuition for these kids. Mm-hmm. Business model. That's when people are like podcasting. No, it's not. Media's old. Yeah. Media's old. Thousands of years old. Modern media broadcasting, at least 200 years old. I'm surprised the number of people um, in podcasting who haven't read Ted Turner's story or done a deep dive on Joe Rogan because I've talked to Button endlessly. Shout out to him, Corey, Ian, the whole team. I want to talk to Joe Button. I was He's actually, I, I, I was on his live. I was like, yo, how much would it cost me to have like a conversation? Like, I take it to dinner or something like that. He'd take grand. I don't know if he'd take it, but if, uh, if take, Ian called him, though. go to New York and go to Starless <laughs> real quick. Where? Take him to Starless, the strip club. He'll, you know. Oh. <laughs> Joe will go. I'll set something up. But, uh, you know, like just studying the business of it. Because even with him, I'm like, hey, like if you're innovating in the space, there's certain things that you should be able to do. There's challenges with growth, though. Like you've seen him go through it and try and figure it out. But the space isn't new. Well, well. The, the, the labeling of it is new, but that's the brainwash us to, to get it to make us see it be worth less. Than but think of it this way. We've never had, for one, the last hundred years, most of the money for advertising had been going, going into radio and a mm-hmm. billion dollars just went into podcasting last year. Mm-hmm. But we've never really had a time in history, mm-hmm. a time in history where, well, maybe not, because in, in radio, it's maybe somewhat, but um, where someone would be listening to simply a voice all day long for mm-hmm. hours on a regular basis. Yeah. That's not, that's that's kind of like a new thing. Like people will watch it. Even when there was radio, this was like stationary. It's not like, yo, you take your radio with you everywhere. Like mm-hmm. I'm with people in my podcast and your podcast mm-hmm. while they're at the gym. They start and stop when they go into a meeting. So and come doesn't back. it make it worth more? Because if I went into 100%. Netflix and said, hey, they watch my show for 16 hours a day. Yeah. That's worth more than Pretty Little Liars. A hundred percent. You have to value it as such. Here's what I love so much about podcasting is because it's not it's not regulated yet in terms of yeah, like it's young. Yeah. Yo, you if if I have a song and I upload it to Spotify mm-hmm. and I get a hundred thousand dollars, a million dollars, I'll make a bunch of money. Yeah, a million dollars on a podcast, Spotify doesn't give you a dime. They don't give you a dime. I was about to sign it for iHeart, right? Because yeah. I'm going to put my my podcast on iHeart. And in the contract, it says, yo, we can sell advertisements against your show, but we're not going to give you any money. That. Yeah, yeah, I've always said. That's why, like, the only sponsor on Market Mondays is Ally. That's because I actually use them. But I'm like, if I have a product, why the hell do I need a sponsor? I don't believe in that. And if I'm an advertising, I can sell my own advertising on my show. Yeah. And against Red Panda. So I think it's a lot of mistakes that people are making. And I agree, but... We're in a good industry, bro. We're young in what we're ha- I understand media yeah. has been around forever. But this new, like, little corner of the world called podcast. How, but how long do you think it'll be new? Because, I mean, even if you study Gimlet Media, mm-hmm. there's been some companies that have made 
and this is why it's important to study business. So, so like Chris Saka, like originally I was supposed to, I tried to get my family to invest in Facebook and the family and friends round. Couldn't do it. Chris Saka did. What? Hold on. Did you I, invest in Facebook? I tried. I couldn't get the money for it. How much did they want? 125000 Really? Oh, they had like $33 million off of it. Dang. So. What's next? Hold that point. Don't forget where you're going. Uh, but what's happening right now in a friends and family round that you would like, you would recommend? Or, uh, or something you can tell me offline. Said, yeah, I got, he said no. So I, I got I to gotta answer that. <laughs> Offline. I was waiting for the buzzer yeah, to chime yeah, in because yeah, yeah. he's been he's been quiet lately. Um, I was gonna give it, but we'll wait. But that's what pushed me. It was a good lesson in it. Two, learn how to create pitches where people cannot say no. Number two, never be in a position to have to need something that's a life changing opportunity and the money isn't there. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like so serious about investing. But Chris Saka did. Um, Chris Saka's made I don't know probably three four hundred million dollars off his investments from those early. Rounds, he's the one who put the money into Gimlet. Mm. So when people are saying podcasting is new, they're label. Like, okay, you have rap, now you have drill rap. It's all the same thing. Yeah, for sure. So I don't want us to say that it's young because normally the industry takes advantage of young artists and put us in bad deals and say, well, your metrics or your viewership isn't there or they're not listening long enough, so I can't give you this kind of deal. So we're going to use your property and move ads against it. But if I come in with viewership, with listenership, with fan base and ads, what can you tell me? Yeah. So I don't want us to be so caught up in the newness of it that we get robbed how we always do in, in the industry when we come into it, saying that it's new. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. But you believe in media right now? Absolutely. Yeah. But you, if, if it's done it right, I think most people are just doing it the wrong way. Give me two of the biggest mistakes. And we talked about a lot today. Mm-hmm. But... For me, okay, we'll just make it, there's no cameras here. Yeah. What are, like, because you've seen me and I, I've been around, mm-hmm. what are some mistakes you think I'm making? Honestly, I think my anxiety is going through the roof. Like, yeah. what? I don't like That's why I always ask. Do people want the honest answer or do they give want Give me the honest. Give, me, give, it, give it to me, bro. I think you, you are afraid to step into your greatness. Because mm. you, but I get it because I'm the same way in some ways. You focus so much on the craft of that we live in an era where the craft of just isn't good enough. You're better than most podcasters who put out content. You know that. Oh, thank you. I think you need to go harder on the marketing of it, though. Mm. And make the try. So for me, when people was like, yo, he charges too much. And lesson I always learned, your haters are going to be your best consultants. Mm-hmm. So anytime you get a criticism, don't be mad at it. Yeah. I keep everything negative anyone's ever said in a Google Doc. Those are all the ideas. So when people said I was charging too much, all right, let me put out a training program for free. 25,000 people, six months. Mm. For free. Sniper 2 will be coming out soon for free for the culture. <laughs> right? Does anybody care about culture that we don't own? Right? <laughs> so you have to go harder on the marketing. And I would dial in more on creating fire one-minute clips. The biggest mistake I see everybody in making the media, everything's too long. Mm. Everything's too long. If I have to pick between Gilly and Wallow, Budden, Steve Harvey, Market Mondays, you, Trap, 
Uh, Brittany Renner, when she has a meltdown in the car. <laughs> Vlad, Adam22, OnlyFans, Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't have enough time to watch all of, and I'm dedicated. Yeah. I probably listen to 30 podcasts a week. Word. 2X, 3X, go through, like the ones I listen to, 1X or 1.5, I listen to Button all the time. Um, I'll listen to Oprah Super Soul Sunday. I'll listen to Tim Ferriss. Mm-hmm. Everything else, I'm like, because I want to get through the information faster. There's too much content out and it's too long. Too much and too long. Or do you put a whole lot out shorter? Singles in the music business. No podcast has singles. And I probably shouldn't even be saying this, but do do I have to listen to Biggie's double album on the first run? Or can I get hypnotized? Yeah. No podcast. And I know people will clip it up, but no one is really mastered. One minute punchy. Here's 60 seconds. Here's advice to help you do da 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 are you saying including yourself? Yeah. That's mm. intentional though. I always play the and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna just be real honest. A lot of the ideas that I have I kept in the tuck because I wanted everybody to shoot their shot and everybody shot their shot too fast. And now it's like, that's all y'all had. I did all this plan and all this build up to drop that. Mm. Cause everyone thinks everything that I say is crazy, except for the people who run the world. <laughs> Watching three months. You're going to see someone who is literally the biggest um, Rogan, Tim Ferriss level, going to put out a podcast in two minutes. You know what's crazy? I have a, um, I I just implemented maybe like four weeks now, right? It's called Five Minute Fridays. Yeah, I've seen that. So we're just like punching because I, I, I'm trying to touch everybody where they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And hopefully people just, some people say, yo, I only really listen to them. And they'll funnel in. Yeah. yeah. And, and if people only listen to clips, why not give it to them? Like, listen, most men ain't lasting five minutes in other areas. They like, either, <laughs> give them two minutes. Guess <laughs> what they can deliver. <laughs> hey, one minute you can get it done. Every man on earth can do one minute. Every man can't do 52 minutes worth of quality. Ladies, just to know. Right? <laughs> one minute. Quality. Quality control, you know what I mean? <laughs> so shorter content, and then it has to have more information that transforms their life. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are just putting out podcasts because they—I didn't know this. Most men are putting out podcasts because they don't have no women in real life. So it's different because we actually take care of our kids, so we don't need to be in front mm-hmm. of the camera all the time. A lot of men are creating content because they don't have no to women. Build a brand, yeah, they're trying to get interest. That's why when ladies. Be, Hear a man talking about a podcast. It's like you and your homeboys gossiping because y'all lame. That's where that really came from. Because <laughs> a man with some motion not really about to sit on camera for 14 hours talking about, man, LeBron should have passed the ball in the third quarter. I would have. <laughs> like, bro, you, you now scoring 15 points directly. How are you going to tell LeBron what to do? So if I'm super dedicated and I can't go through the, all, all the content, what do you think the person that is an average fan mm. or not heavy, like business is my life. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The controls our lives. What do you think? They may go through one episode or something. Who's your favorite CEO? Of all time? Of all time. Bill Gates, the greatest CEO to ever walk Earth. Bill Gates. Absolutely. Didn't see that coming. Why? I don't know. Bill Gates. And I love Steve Jobs. I love Apple. Man, I've always said it. Steve Jobs couldn't hold Bill Gates' shoes when they were competing against each other. Well, creatively, I mean, he's just... They tell they tell black people and Latins to focus on creativity while they get equity. Mm. You notice nobody who runs the world ever says shit about creativity. <laughs> That's like when a dude be like, "Yo, baby, you wifey, no rain coming. You don't pay no bill. That's the finesse, right? <laughs> you don't get no flowers. Don't get more than two minutes. That's a title <laughs> with no substance." Creativity. You know what's real creative? Getting 7,000 people to sign to your label or company and they give over all their rights and willingly do it. That's creative. Give, 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 give me Bill. Let's, let's go back to Bill real quick. Yeah. Why? Like, give me some aspects about what he's done that's, like, super impressive. Amazing strategist. Um, you, you know the story of, like, Microsoft wasn't, when it started in Albuquerque, it was not quality, but he stayed in the office. He got them to put his software on other computers and they paid him for it. That's like you having this podcast and then on the, the lower third banner, it's like watch Drink Champs every week for free. Mm. So it was an infection virus-based model. And then once they figured out the licensing part, they took over the world. Like he is a, that's creative to yeah. get a computer in every home. And for 15 years, Windows, I mean, App, I mean, excuse me, Microsoft made no computers. That's genius. Mm. Oh yeah. So that was the, 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 the antivirus, the Microsoft, something like that, right? Yeah. So, so you have to have that like CD or whatever. You have to have that software in order for the computer and the person who's doing it right now in a different industry is Elon. So in 2035, California's banning all gas vehicles. Who do you think is going to be the majority shareholder and winner in that in California? Tesla Motors. In 2035, California's banning all gas vehicles. Mm -hmm. Huge mistake. Great lobbying, though. They tell us to focus on creativity. They've been lobbying for that for the last five years. It's going to help save the earth. California's having issues with their electric grid now. What do you think is going to happen when everyone in L.A. is charging up their Tesla? 
while powering up road bikes and black magic <laughs> to shoot content. California gonna catch on fire. <laughs> you think they're gonna put two trillion dollars or three, which is what it would take to like rebuild the nation's grid. You think they're gonna be able to have that money and infrastructure in place while we're in a recession? No. So there certain business models that you have to study, that one, the virus-based model is to like slowly infect a company or industry or country with an idea slowly and get them to convert over to you without you putting all the capital up for it. That's why you're saying Elon is doing that in this yep. space because he he just dropped the idea. If you get California, then if you get Texas and New York and I mean, look how long we've been talking about energy efficiency for the longest time and he's the one that made it sexy. Mm. Great. Now, if you get Georgia, then Florida. Now, all I'm from the Midwest and everyone in the Midwest is going to have to collapse. Now you have an industry for yourself. Your favorite record exec CEO? That's a tough one. Um, black or not black? Both. Black, Suge Knight. Suge? Suge Knight was a genius. He just got led astray. Um, not a bully? He got led astray. But there's a lot of traumas we have to fix. Mm-hmm especially being black men. So like when you grow up in harsh environments, being tough is one form of love if you didn't receive that when you were young and then being made fun because he really wasn't from that set when he grew up. So he wanted that. Mm. And it's very important when you get into power and begin to get money that you have those traumas fixed. Otherwise, that's when you see a lot of people get money and all of a sudden it become tough and now you got shooters around and now you're getting cases because you were a shooter and you were normally a good kid, mm. right? Um, but you got to think, Suge Knight at one point had $350 million for death row with two artists. Mm. Only one that was really moving the needle was Pocket and Snoop. Yeah. Shout out to Corrupt and Daz and that, you know. Right. But they were the ones who were moving the needle and had Interscope on lock. The brand that he built, amazing. But not managing things well, not having contingency plans in place, letting the streets get involved into the business because everybody in the streets want to get out and get into legit business. As far as uh, a non-black, I would, it's the tie between Jimmy Iovine and probably Lucian Grange at Universal. Lucian's another one. He runs the entire industry. Mm-hmm. If he walked in this beautiful studio that you have, nine out of 10 people would know who he was. I wouldn't know. All the real wealth is silent. Mm. All the loud money. That, and women will tell you, it's like whenever a dude is being too loud in a party or flexing too much, it's usually because he's insecure or he knows that the success that he has is going to go away. So I want to get everything I can from it. Is that true? You experienced that? Is that true? Okay. <laughs> yeah. like, like if a dude approached her right now, like, baby girl, I'll take you on vacation and I'll buy you a car. And it's like, if you were of substance, you wouldn't have to do all the vacation is nice, but what hell come with that? Mm. It's always a trade-off. So that's why I like the people who are like silent snipers in business and personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can see the people that have the desire for endless media attention even like a Charlie Sheen is because they grew up in broken homes and they received their love at home. Most people that are well-rounded, they don't want a lot of camera attention. They just want to focus on the work. Do you jump into the mental health space? Because I hear you kind of like drip into like kind of like the, 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 
mental and emotional foundation of like the black man in our yeah. community and just kind of from from a high level. Yeah. Do you get into like the mental health space? You got all, a therapist? All things are oh man, you really want a hot take. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I think most therapy is overrated and it is a industry that has been built and preying on us because we won't do the work with ourselves or amongst our family to get better. Now you know as a businessman there's a lot of things that you have to work on on yourself before you can get to that level of success. Yeah. So I have to work on the discipline. The aff- no, no therapist can give you self-belief. I tell Christians this all the time. If you are a child of God, how are you fearful to go executing your dream when I know heathens in the streets that never believed in God that execute way faster than you? Mm-hmm. So worthiness issue. Another person can't fix that for you. Do I think it's a great aid? Yes, I've been lucky enough to have some mentors when I was in college and family to kind of guide me through certain things, but the work has to be done by you. A lot of people leave the therapy office and do no other work. All the work happens when you leave. Dang, I feel you. Because I have never... I don't know too many people who, like, went to therapy Mm -hmm. and came back and, like, the problem is fixed. It seems like... And I like how you said, like, it's overrated, and yes, they are going... They're going to go crazy on the chat. Crazy. Shout out to all the therapists. <laughs> Shout out to Charlemagne. Please buy Shook Ones. Right, right, right. Get a couple copies. It is a good book. But I think people love to... One of the greatest quotes my mentor told me is like, everyone's always looking for a parent when they become an adult in some area. Everybody's always looking for a parent when they so become an adult. So even a red panda, like I am their father figure when it comes to investing. The brotherhood, like they need consistency of who to go to. Because when you get into the world by yourself, if you don't have a strong family base, that may be an answer that your parents or family does not have. Usually in business, romance, finances, being a father. I'm still asking my, my dad questions every day about, like, ask my dad, like, how the hell did you and my mom even stay just to raise me and my brother? Mm-hmm. No one tells you how hard fatherhood is until you become a father. Oh, for sure. Parent like, with husband. It's a whole, it's a... <laughs> To hold, we don't have <laughs> enough of those conversations. And I wish we had more of those. Like, mm-hmm. I would love, and I know, you know, shout out to my guys that do it, like, Steph is Cole and King Dre, but I would love to see more men talk about marriage, more black men. Mm-hmm. Here's how I deal with temptation to cheating. Here's how I deal with friction in the household. That's the content that we really need, not everyone trying to remix Kevin Samuels after he died. Mm, that's see a lot of that right that's now. That's nasty, yo. Yeah, that's and It's crazy. like, you weren't high value, man, at no time. Your mama told you you weren't high value. How are you even high value <laughs> podcast? <laughs> like, no man has to say that, but I get it. It's a space, but, that, but people do that when they don't work on a craft to become good at something. Mm. Everyone's in here and everyone watching, their job is to be the best in the world at something that no one else can do. Yeah. That's where all the wins are. So Steve Jobs, and I was actually talking about this with CJ a couple of years ago. Briefly, I just kind of mentioned it with like Steve Jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're so driven. Yeah. Something, there's going to be a trade-off. You're mm-hmm. broken in some area. Like, the, the and I don't know him, so mm-hmm. I can't like the rumors, but what they were talking about how he kind of treated his family and his kids and like really just driven, like not even really focused on the kids at all. Was that what? the business that did it or how he was raised? Steve was adopted. Steve was raised in a white 
culture. Steve is not white. Steve is what? Google put in chat, what is Steve Jobs? Steve and Paul Jobs. Like Italian-ish? I mean, it's white, ain't it? Kind of. Let me see. (laughs) Steve Jobs ethnicity. 50s, 60s. So, the clash in culture. German. Is going to be. And what? German-American. Hold on. It's German-American mother. Hold on, John was born in San Francisco to a Syrian mm. father. Oh, mm. German American mother. Mm. Okay, so that flies over my head because I'm not a hundred percent sure what Syrian is. We'll have time to get educated, but when you, I think when tell you, me where what part is is that um, Middle East? Yes, in San Francisco in California, fifties and sixties. I'm sure it's pretty tough being adopted, and then all the brokenness that you feel. Because, like, trust me. One of the biggest reasons why I spend so much time with my son is like people like he's confident. Confidence in a kid comes from the love that he receives. Because if your parents are not there for you, how can you have friends that love you when the people who created you don't spend time with you and don't love you? Mm. So the brokenness that you felt in him came from his childhood, opposed to Gates, who had both parents and home more stable. So you didn't have the same fiery push from Gates because he had guarantees um, like trust, sustainability inside of a household. Even Tupac. Tupac, single mother, didn't know his dad till later. The fieriness that you feel from him and a lot of the drill rappers usually are from broken or single parent homes. Because if a lot of times even in the streets, and this is the number one reason why I give out all the information for free given where I come from, Everyone always told everybody in the streets to get off the streets and then tell them how to make money. Huge mistake. But a lot of the times, the men in the streets are fighting people that look like their dads because they're upset that their dads were not around. Mm. It's a lot of trauma we have to heal. It is. First. So the passion that you feel from Steve came from that broken environment. That's what made him be. Like, if you've never seen a blueprint for how to raise kids, then how can you raise your kids well? I I 100% agree with you. There are people who, there are some people who come from, oh, wow, that's crazy. 60s, 70s, 80s. In the 80s, I'm going to be honest, I never even knew black men in the 90s to talk about their feelings. Yeah. Like, I used to ask my granddad, like, man, what do you do when you're sad? He's like, son, I work so much, I don't even have the luxury of being sad. (laughs) Oh, work, come home. Man, my granddad had eight kids. Any father, they're like, I asked my dad, like, how the hell did he do it? Yeah. So even with work, that's why I'm so appreciative and I never complain about the work. The things that we get to do now seem like lies to our grandparents. When, like when I first told my granddad what I was doing in the best, he's like, wait, you can push a button and make money on a box? So you call the computer. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. He was like, son, it would take me maybe three weeks to make the kind of money that you make in the mill. We have to look at like the opportunity that we have and even in media, I just think most people are using the media wrong and business model is wrong. Yeah. But when you become an investor, you get to study every business. So everyone on podcast and I'm like, hey, you're not invested. What do you upload your material to? Everyone wants to be number one on. You can be number one on Overcast. 
you'd rather be number one on, on Apple, right? Yeah. Why aren't you investing there? Which companies are making the equipment that you use? Are you investing there? Most people are not. Let me ask this question. Out of, you are, you are, you might be like top five smartest people I've ever met. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life, this is great. Wow, that's, uh, that's like very, honest. very well-rounded in information too. Is there a part of your life that you don't have a handle on? Oh yeah, the balance part between what and what the the business and, and, and a personal. Like I don't, because technically there's no such thing as balance. And I'm slowly starting to figure some of it out. It's like you have to have people on board, even a relationship that believe in the the mission and vision and they tie into it opposed to trying to make them believe in the vision. Um, but the balance of that, I don't have um, worked out yeah. at all. Yeah. I'm still dancing, still testing formulas and, and see what works. Um, I can imagine that being a challenge. A successful black man that's super driven Big goals. Yeah. Studies that the craft is so important. Yeah. I can imagine it very, leaves very little room. It's time. Like, um, but I've also learned just in my personal relationships, the biggest mistake that I made was picking people who did not believe in me and vision and trying to convert them. What were you picking them based off of? Other things. I thought they were a great person. Looked good. Maybe the chemistry was great. But chemistry alone is not enough. So if I don't want to say anything bad about anyone that I've dated, I appreciate you and love you all. Thank you for the growth that you've experience with you. He loves you all. Um, <laughs> but if you, I was talking to P about this who was in the room. It's like, there's people that I've dated who are mad that I'm here now, but didn't help me build and didn't want to help me build. So it's like, how are you upset? And now you feel like you're missing out. But I'm like, I didn't have the blessings that are coming in because you were around. So the thing that's important in a relationship of any kind, they have to believe. And here's how to know if they believe in you. If you have to ask if they do, they don't. Mm. Oh, man, my, my, my girl, I get, my girl don't believe in my vision. What should I do? No, she's not going to believe no matter how much money you have, what charts you hit. It's just something. And sometimes, and we don't talk about it enough, but you also have to pick a partner that is not competing against you. That's major. Huge. But I think I think a lot of people, especially in the, I'm in the entrepreneurship space, and they're like, yo, my my spouse doesn't believe in my vision. But mm-hmm. my advice is they haven't given them anything to believe in. That's a big point, too. If that shit ain't working, take take this out. <laughs> I'm sorry. God, you can't be sitting around. But also, too, like a lot of times when I see that, men are not in routine enough to make them believe. Right. Like, and they don't believe themselves. That's true. Be told. That's true. So it's a fine balance, but you have to pick people that just genuinely believe you. Like, even in the space I'm in now, 
like, and he'll tell you too, like, last relationship versus who I'm dealing with now, night and day. Oh, you got your one. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit cute once a week. <laughs> so, um, but just like her belief, willingness to tie in, help. And, it, and I put I posted on Instagram yesterday. I'm like, don't ask people if they need help. Just tell them, here's the five things that I'm doing to help you. Because mm. when people ask you need help, they don't want to help you. They just want to stay around for when you elevate to see what they can get from you elevating. <laughs> Helping people is often hurting the person that helps. I said it before, the biggest mistake and the biggest investing lesson I've learned is that you can give your way into poverty and helping is really overrated. <laughs> and most people be like, no, that's not true. But I'm like, we all have helped people too much and then they end up resenting you over the help that you gave them. That that's before. a fact. That's how? a fact. Like how? Even for me, like in the investing community, people are like, oh, I don't like the way he... I'm like, what How I del- What difference does it make? If you listen to it when I delivered it boring, you would have been rich. I had to learn to spice it up and dress it up and have these moments and think what we're going to be to take. Even for editors, one of my best friends is a photographer. He like, whenever you speak, be the easiest to work with, but have your talking points already so they know when to edit, when to cut. Make their jobs easier. We shouldn't have to do all that. Yeah. Here's what's investing in. Two index funds, VO, VTI, two technology companies, Apple, Microsoft. What are you investing in crypto? Bitcoin, Ethereum. Pick a dark horse that you like that's up and coming. Algorand, XRP, you pick. Real estate, pick the top 10 markets to invest in. Investing in business is really easy, but people want it dressed up and palatable. But also too, like if you don't have ownership of your media, of your company, of your time. You have a lot of debt. You can't train your audience how to act and behave Mm. with the business. So I see a lot of times, like if I'll say something to the audience, people like, that's wrong. I'm like, no, customer service was originally created for the customers to help the business, not the business to help the customers. Mm. So that's where the term custom help serve the business. That is a selection of who you choose to do business with. But if you've got $700,000 in debt and you're in a bad deal, you can't tell anyone, hey, chill out, y'all are acting crazy in the comments. Hey, chill out. <laughs> I don't want y'all cursing at, at the shows and throwing drinks on each other. And yeah. So that's why, because ultimately we all want freedom, but time freedom is most important. We want an easy life, spend time with our family and friends and have a good time. I guess at some point we should talk about stocks. Go ahead. <laughs> Yo, you're just an interesting person. And Thank no, you. I don't really get a chance. The world doesn't really get a chance to like get to know Ian. Yeah. We see his intellect. Yeah. And he's in, he can call the shots, but you are a um That's another hidden asset too. Like there's certain things I won't do on camera because I'm saving them for other projects. Can you give me an example? Was, I mean, even with the, with the wild and nothing, people well, like, yeah, yeah, you just see he's looking at one. <laughs> I mean, like, even with the jokes, like, at some point, I'm going to do, like, a full comedy set called Dad Joke King. Really? Yeah. Because, like, my son's saying, like, oh, you got all the corniest dad jokes. I love you. I'm like, I'm going to turn that into something. Really? Yeah. Give but, me a dad joke. You got, let me get one. I can't. I wish I Give could. me one. I can't. You got one on you. I can't. I can't. I got to save it. We got to save it. After the show. 
Yeah, after the show. <laughs> just for just for the last of the audience. Like, um, but yeah, there's certain assets. I feel like people show too, especially in this era, people show too much too soon to be seen because they have no leverage, no equity, no acumen, no business model. Girls are getting up showing everything. So swipe up and subscribe for four ninety nine. <laughs> I'm like. You gonna show me your whole birth canal for thirty dollars a month? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> damn! Playboy won't make you right. that back in the day. But that is stu- even right now. Um, shout out to Akinajum. Like she posted, OnlyFans is now laying off some of their team so they can go through restructuring. Meanwhile, the founder of the company has collected four hundred million dollars in profits over the last two years. Okay, now he's out. So now. But what did he do? He studied Hugh Hefner's model mm-hmm. and he said, what if I can have a digital version of Playboy? Which he tried to sell them. They didn't want it. Oh, wow. Big mistake. Netflix Blockbuster vibe. What's the number one reason why Blockbuster went out of business? Debt. Everyone Google right now, how much debt does Netflix have? Gonna suffer the same fate of your predecessor. Yo, yeah, because I heard they don't make money. Like, Netflix doesn't make money, right? Hard to. Netflix oh, okay. total debt stood at $14.5 billion With a B. Billion dollars. At the end of March. Okay. At the end of March okay. 2022. Let's say I went to the east side of Atlanta, right? And I was like, cuz, I got an idea. I'm going to make movies for $150 million. And then I'm going to do, like, some TV shows that cost $300 million, But we're going to charge people. Nine dollars a month. We <laughs> gonna get rich. They gonna be like, man, get you. That's out of here. Like the business model is broken. It was great when it started. Um, Reed Hastings, of course, is always mentioned. The other co-founder that's rarely mentioned is Sigmund Freud's grandson. So hmm. the psychological programming that part he had down, the DVD model, great. When you went to streaming, infrastructure costed more. When you were licensing material from Marvel and Disney, worked well. Now, when Disney says, I'm going to take my material away, and so does Marvel, now you have to make your own content. It blows up your business model. So in everything that you do, you have to know what could tear apart your business, what are your three biggest weaknesses, and what are the three biggest strengths you have above everyone else. Because a lot of times when people go out of business, they're like, I couldn't see it happening. I'm like, you were selling $100 million movies for $9. How long do you think that is going to work? A subscription model is only good if the costs are low in a business or the acquisition of the asset or the filming. So you have a competitor like Google where they'll pay you out if you get a bunch of views. But for a while, Joe Rogan show and Andrew Schultz show and uh, Mr. Beast mm-hmm. and Ryan Tour reviews, Cost nothing. No editing cost. They didn't have to buy a camera. Didn't have to go through a DaVinci Resolve. Nothing. No MacBooks. Great. We'll pay you if you make some profit. So now you have Google and also Apple. They finally uh, won a big award in the Academy Award this year. They're going to put more money into programming. Now you have Paramount Plus, HBO Max, Tubi. You have the entire world circling to take your kingdom. And it's mm. hard to defend that with all that debt and you're only charging $14 a month with no incredible content. So they, Anybody in here, name me 10 Netflix shows that you love. I can't name 10. I don't know. 
Netflix. Money Heist is my joint. <laughs> I like Stranger Things. Right? <laughs> That's two answers. Right. That's tough. That's tough. tough. You know what, though? It seems as if um, Airbnb and Uber mm-hmm. would have a flawless business model, right? Because they don't have to buy the cars, but they don't make no money either. That. So when you begin taking money on from venture capitalists, you have to be very careful. This is why I tell every owner, if you don't have any money, what person is going to give you money and let you get rich for free off of their money and become as rich as them? It's a pipe dream. Every business is a version of a record label. You just have to choose whether you want to be on the artist side or on the banking and funded side. Every record label is a hedge fund. It's a bank. But they should be making money, though. Why? If it doesn't cost them anything. I mean, if they took money on. If they took money on, that's a big issue. And you haven't gotten a return yet. And then if the price of the stock hasn't elevated. Airbnb is a good model. I just think when you take on so much debt, it's hard to pay that off to get to zero. Going back to why having no debt is good in a business. Because guess what? If, let's say I'm a venture capitalist from California and I'm not black. And I'm not calling them vultures. I'm just giving for an illustration. And I love your podcast. And I'm like, we can take this national. And I just want the audio rights. You can have visual. And I'm going to take you to Australia, Japan, China. We're going to have a uh, version of China of social proof. But I'm going to give you the money to expand. You can have 700 employees worldwide. And I give you $160 million. But I need 22% of the business. And if you don't get my 120 back, in four years now, I'm 80%. What are you going to Is do? that how the businesses are structured? A lot of them are. It's like inflated equity? Same with a record label. Like, if I get 500000 from Raucous Records back in the day, and then I don't recoup the 500000 let's say if I, I, I owe them one fifty, dollars got they'll tack the one fifty dollars onto the new album, give me another five hundred, dollars and I'm six fifty dollars in a hole, and have it recouped. What am I going to do? Now, guess what? Never get my master's back, never get my publisher. Every business is the same. Mm. It's happening in tech, it's happening in podcasting. We've seen what happened at Barstool. Girls created a great show. Call her daddy. One girl got 60 million, other girl got screwed. Mm. How do you create something and create that fanfare? Get a valuation of 60 million and you get nothing out of it because of creative differences. Going back to creativity. (laughs) (laughs) Someone has to be thinking business. And at the same time, I tell Weezy all the time when I show horrible decisions, how do they get 60 and then y'all don't at least get 5 million? It's crazy. Is it a black-white thing? Of course. Or is it a listenership thing? Did they have... They have listeners. Not the same listen, but it was the same. But also, too, if you don't have money coming in on your own, Fast enough, you can't. There's a certain way you can't negotiate. Yeah. So creatives and artists think that the artistry is enough. The artistry is a foot into the door. Mm-hmm. The business part is what is going to sustain you. And when you learn all these models, that's when you become a great investor. Every business person is already an investor. You're trading time for money every day. You're trading industry opportunity for another industry opportunity. But they'll tell us we don't have time to. But I'll see people out at the club and at the strip club and 
come to Atlanta, I'll see a lot of Balenciaga, Bally, Gucci. Y'all got time to go sit in the mall two hours and wait? Mm-hmm. How don't you have time to study the models that are controlling you and running your life? Invest mm-hmm. a week. If I ask any black person, what are your, what's your favorite clothing brand? What's your favorite electronic vehicle? Your favorite sneak? We got answers that quick. Yeah. That's the investment roundtable. Favorite right Jay-Z verse. Favorite album. Easy. Who your favorite girl from the South Side? Who your favorite one? <laughs> what you spell? Man? Man, I remember back in the day, boy, I used to go to AUC. And we got all the stories until getting, it's like, I don't know. No, we know. We just don't want to be accountable. Mm. To it, and you you can be uh, and I, what I want to do is like more than anything is show our people that you can be a great investor and still be yourself and have fun and have personality. That's crazy. Yeah, I want to. We're gonna have to do like a part two. Yeah, I mean, and we gotta at some point we gotta talk about stocks, bro. <laughs> uh, we talk about stocks now. Let's go through them. Well, I we I, we gotta wrap. We've been here. It's, it's been a strong ninety minutes. My goodness, how long you normally uh, film? Sixty for real? Yeah, this was good. And I appreciate it. This is good. <laughs> yeah, we, yo, for one, um, will we have a link for Red Panda? Yeah, if you want me to, I'll make one for you. And I don't know how you feel about it, but can can my friends that want to be investors have like a discount code? Yeah. Yes. Social proof. Just make it social proof. I got you. Thank you. And I actually just ask people, I don't know what the answer is going to be. Typically, people are like, yeah, no problem. Um, but yeah, just make the code social proof. My vision is for people to go to a course and just try social proof and it works. That's you know fire. I mean? That's just, I, like, just try social proof. It might work. You never know. Yeah. And uh, I, I think, um, especially after Ian has poured into you all for over an hour and a half, um, support yourself. Like, go, like, this is 40,000 people following someone on a platform, not on Instagram. Those numbers aren't real, but somebody has to make a decision. Say that part again, please. Well, those numbers aren't real. Yo, sometimes I look at my numbers and they're not real. I got, a, I got, let's say, 250,000 followers. Some of my posts, 2,000 views. I don't, I didn't buy any followers, but it's not real. It's like... Be more creative. Make more reels. <laughs> it's not the answer. It's not the answer. You, you got you to be locked in, man. So, uh, yo, Ian, thank you so much, man. We, I appreciate you, man. We actually I'm already did. Too. Thank you, brother. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Evolution. Uh, the humility. I want you to put the foot on the gas on the market. Yes, sir. But what you built here, the visuals, quality of content, it's not easy, man. We was marveling. We were sitting there. I'm like, you inspired me. I'm like, man, I'm at how you come consulting Houston and help me build something out. So I can uh, come on, it. I'm there. Yeah. You've helped me. You don't know. You probably helped I mean, me make $10 million today. Like this last, this interview, was, this, it's just stuff going on. Can we talk split my... and how much of that 10 I get? It's a figurative to me. See? Like, yeah, <laughs> See? My man learned how to be a vote. Hey, come on, man. Vulture in one-on-one. <laughs> Leo would never give you this shot of Leo. Even with that, I'm be real. We could wrap up here. Even like with Vlad, Gary Vee get it, Leo. I'm like, create more than the Vultures. Mm. I don't see nobody in the rap space put out more clips than Vlad. Yeah. Not one. Vlad just took over our community. Maybe if other rappers had a platform to go to and the content came out consistently, Vlad wouldn't be around. Yeah. Adam 22 wouldn't be around. Yeah, it worked everybody. And still doing it. And is not a great interviewer. Great processes, though. Yeah. Same audio, same stinger in the beginning, same clip format, same guest, same questions. Mm-hmm. Everything is about systems. 
not creativity. God. Yo, I think we just need to do an interview like every few months just as a... I'm good with that. And maybe we actually check-in. talk stocks next time. Yes, we're yeah. going to talk stocks. Listen, Ian has a bunch of stuff online where you see him talk about stocks. He's clearly the GOAT. I was... you did, Yes. Is that a GOAT? Jay? Yeah. My guy P got it for me for my birthday. Oh, word? Yeah. You know what? When's your birthday? August 1st. Cool. I think I'm about to get you the little crystal ball joint. That's a little crystal ball. <laughs> you need a crystal ball pendant because I, like you, you, that is, I don't think people understand the challenge with saying, uh-huh. this is where a stock is going in the future. Yep. There's literally only book, in, there's only one book in the world that's been able to do that. And that's like the Bible. Like it says, you know, it's a prophecy. This is going to happen years later. Then what is that worth? What's the valuation of that? At least a hundred thousand. We're gonna let you get in red panda for ten thousand. That's lit. Catch on to me because when I get in, in this meeting with Goldman and Citadel, we're gonna be out of here. <laughs> Shout out Meta. I love it. Yeah, listen, man. Uh, thank you so much, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate you being here and continuing to pour out for free for the community. Of um, you've been helping so many people, especially our culture, because it wasn't. Um, people didn't understand what a stock is, including myself. We just see, you know what's crazy? I used to watch CNBC and I watched Kramer mm-hmm. because it made me feel smart, mm-hmm. but I had no idea what he was talking what about. Was talking about. Yeah. I had no idea. People are calling and saying, hey, what about this and that? And he says this and that. And I'm like, ooh, wow. And, I, I don't know what to do with it, and right? Yeah, and that was my thing. And I love Jim, but they were talking to people who were already in financial high school. We were in kindergarten. Yeah. So when I'm like, hey, a stock's trash, that's how we would talk about our album. Yeah. And it's another thing I want everyone to know, like, be comfortable being yourself. Because if I were to pitch anybody, okay, I'm going to do an investment show and I'm a curse and I'm going to use urban colloquialisms and it's going to work there, be like, no, bro. <laughs> Apple, great. Apple's like LeBron or Jordan. Microsoft's like, pick whoever you're set. Kobe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Arc. You know, what was a was a bust. Like, be comfortable in talking to your community how you currently talk. Cause whether people know it or not, they can feel if you're real. Yeah, hundred percent. So just be comfortable being you while you're creating, master your craft and tune in to Market Mondays every Monday and go to joinredpanda.com. Check me out. I love it. Oh, I gotta ask this question too. Hey, Reese, stop that clock. It's gonna beep at ninety-nine minutes. Um where do you see yourself in the next five years? And the reason I'm asking the question is so that I can watch this five years from now and I can say, Ian said he'd be doing that five years ago. Yeah. He's doing it. What's the real answer? Real answer. Uh, 2027. Um, I should be helping every major company and every country on the face of the earth grow either GDP or top line revenue. What's GDP? The gross domestic product of a country. Like the actual revenue for the country. Dang. Yeah. You're going gonna to run for like office? Like Never. politics? Never. That would be a... Mistake. Why? Uh, on whose part? Man, all my little exes are going to come out. This is what he used to say to me. He's not what y'all think he is. They pulling out all text messages. <laughs> so no. <laughs> Drop it to my exes. Love you. <laughs> Keep those receipts in, right? But um, <laughs> politicians don't have the control. The people who lobby are the ones who have the control. So why don't you be a lobbyist? 
if that's not your passion either, but I think there are some things that are more important than being and lobbying is important. There's some things I may lobby on, but I really want to be in the back and I want to be less visible too. Mm-hmm. I want people to be like, man, what the hell happened to that Ian guy? Mm-hmm. What, what? This is the part of creating content. Sounds gonna go off. You gotta just play with it yeah. and enjoy it, right? <laughs> but I wanna be less visible and people be like, what happened to him? That's when I go like radio silent, that's when you'll know like, and radio silent successfully, I'm working with all the companies I want to. But more importantly, I just wanna have peace with my friends and family. Like I think every business should have your friends and family and the people that you like. And this feels like play. It doesn't feel like yeah. work. That's how I should feel. But I wanna help a lot of companies. Uh grow and, you know, put that crystal ball in. And there's a few companies right now going through, through a recession um, that need some help. And for everyone watching, if you're a content creator or business owner, the recession is a time to really dial in. Like Grant built his following off of what he did in the recession. Yeah. People are paying attention. When people are hurting, they're looking for solutions. So five years. Yeah, hopefully I'm working uh, with, with the royal family in Saudi and all the top 100 tech companies are my clients. And, you know. Jeez. Real big. Yo, listen, man. Thank you so much, Ian, bro. Please uh, let everybody know how they can find you. And then you got to close this out with a word of wisdom, okay? So we'll have, uh, we'll have a link for them to uh, register for uh, your, your trading platform. Mm-hmm. I think I need to sign up. And I, I, and I, I need to um, focus because I'm really big on making money without my face. Mm-hmm. Cause I say some things that people don't agree with. Oh boy, do we both? And I don't want, to, I don't want to affect my buddy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Got to be cancel proof. Yeah, cancel proof. Got to be cancel proof. You have that domain? No. Well, we can go partnership on it. Yeah. Cancel proof. Oh, that's spicy. Um, where they can find me? Um, jointredpanda.com, uh, Instagram at the Master Investor. Uh, you can see me every Monday on Market Mondays with. Big guys, Trevor Shot and Ernie Leisure. Mm-hmm. I got a couple of shows coming out too. Yeah, I Wealth Theory it. will be out soon. Wealth Theory? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the Deep End will be out soon. Trading After Dark. That's going to be great. Be great. <laughs> Shout out to the ballerinas at Girl Collection. We're going to probably do season one in Girl Collection. I love it. All right, cl- close out with a word of wisdom, man. There's somebody here watching and they're saying, yo, I don't have the discipline to do what Ian does. I'm not smart enough to do what Ian does, but I do want to be successful. Give them a word of, what, word of wisdom. Oh, man. it's uh, a lot of pressure. You are worthy of it. You do deserve it. You are smart enough to do it. The only thing that is holding you back is your fear, but you have two options. You can go down a path and give your all and be dedicated to your craft and manifest the success that you want, or you can choose to be lazy, go down the path that most people go down and end up being depressed. Mm. What I see seriously amongst men post 32, 33, when a man has not materialized what he wanted to do, a lot of the depression that is plaguing our community comes from not achieving enough. Mm. Both paths are hard. My dad always told me, being broke is hard. Being rich is hard. You got to pick one. Yeah. Go down the path of prosperity if that's what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Listen, man, you can't close it out no better than that. Do yourself a favor, man. Go follow in. Join Red Panda. 
let's go build wealth. And finally, listen, go get you some social proof, meaning go build something. Yes. Go build something. But it's important, vital that you come back to your community and teach others how you did what you did. All right? We are out of here. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.